A shout out to Curex for bringing you this episode. Curex is the leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex, the final step to better running. Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training and racing and endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. Although running is a fairly minimal sport equipment-wise, we, do ru- we runners do love and need our gear. And during these COVID times, in-person running stores aren't as accessible as they typically are. Chances are it's tough to spend 30 minutes chatting with the shop owner as you try on a new hydration vest. Which is why we're bringing in Cynthia Vissers, a longtime mother runner from Laurel, Maryland, who has spent four years at Charm City Running, where she did, among other things, ordered accessories, uh, coached multiple groups, and answered probably, gosh, we I think 4,722 gear questions annually is what you um, calculated. Is that right, Cynthia? At least, at least that many. Yeah. And you never, and even if you answered the same question again and again, you always did it with a smile on your face. I know, right? Of course. Yeah. I have, actually, I love answering gear questions, which is why I'm so happy to be here doing this with you guys. I know. I know. So um, you and I met at a Zuma race in Annapolis and we've been connected ever since. Um, we put up a call for gear questions on our AMR Facebook page and we're overwhelmed with a number of responses. So this episode is going to be the first in a multi-part series. We're going to focus on warm weather topics, hydration packs, sunscreen, hats and visors, light clothes, and finally the lightest masks you can find for running. So one final note before Cynthia gets to talk again (laughs) is um, while buying gear from your local running store might involve a few more steps than clicking on the internet, we encourage you to buy from them if possible. Shop local so we can all enjoy many happy and ideally chafe-free miles together. So welcome again, Cynthia. Glad you can join us today. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. Awesome. Well, um, and so we are going to talk gear, but before we do that, let's give a little backstory. Like I said, we met at Zuma in Annapolis, and I think it was like 2012 or 2013. Do you, can you kind of give us the short, the elevator version of that? Yeah, I believe that was 2012, but I've been following you guys almost since like the birth of AMR. A few months after you guys like became a thing, one of my friends pointed me out or pointed you guys out to me and I was still pregnant with my youngest at the time. So I just kind of started following along and just kind of watching you guys. And then when I was able to start running again, I was like all on board for the mother runner life and have been total badass mother runner ever since. Um, and just all about it. Well, that is sweet. Well, I remember very vividly you coming up to the table. You had just, um, been diagnosed with, um, was it your second round of thyroid cancer or your third? I can't. Um, I had just found out that my cancer had returned after about seven years of no evidence of disease. Yeah. All right. So you came up. So that wasn't the greatest news, but your energy, you came up and you're like, um, and so I'm going to run a half marathon tomorrow. And I just ran one. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Like you just done one. 12 days before that. (laughs) Go. And so which one of you guys is going to run it with me? And, uh, and I was like, oh dude, I gotta, I gotta be a part of this. So, um, so threw on my, we had Lucy as a sponsor at the time, threw on my Lucy shorts and brought my little, uh, 
flip camera and recorded it. And um, gosh, it was fun. It was very fun because we wanted to break 2.30. I don't think we quite did, but it didn't matter because we had such a good time. No. Do you remember the porta potty stop? Uh, it was long. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only that out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seven or eight minutes? No, not maybe not seven or eight, maybe three or four, but it was a longer one. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> I've seen. So anyway, well, I'm glad to be reunited and thank you for all your support of AMR over the years. You've been an awesome BAM ambassador and helping at expos and stuff. And now you're going to help us all with gear. So let's start um, with hydration. Uh, and people are very into hydration packs and vests. And um, Carla starts, uh, her, her question kind of is a nice umbrella over a lot of questions we got. So she said, I've just started running enough in a location that requires me to need some more water mid run. I'd love a recommendation for hydration belts or vests for beginners and real life tips for using them. So let's talk the difference. Let's talk about first the difference between belts and vests and when to pick one or the other. So I feel like a belt is ideal if you are not going to need more than say 24 ounces of water. It's going to be ideal in the situations where you're not going to need to carry a whole bunch of stuff with you. If you are not going to have a refill station, that is going to be another situation where a belt is going to be ideal. You could still use a vest in all those situations, but belt totally ideal in those situations. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, what are you, what are we mostly carrying in the summertime? I mean, we're carrying, obviously most people are carrying their phone, ID, keys, maybe some chapstick, maybe, I mean, sunscreen, are we reapplying on the run? I don't um, Ideally you would, because especially in the longer runs, because you kind of want to reapply after 80 minutes, just like swimming, but who's going to stop mid run, dry off, reapply the sunscreen? Um, <laughs> you, if you're sweating and to dry it off and put it back on that's that's a good luck with that let me know how it goes <laughs> i'm not doing that yeah so so yeah so it's really about how much hydration you need to take and i mean a vest is a good idea if you're going to be out on the trails for a longer time if you're hiking if you're going to end up like needing like a multi you know want it to use for something else then you know like if you're going to go for a long hike one day or you want to do the grand canyon in the next couple of years or something like that then buying a hydration vest makes sense right Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a vest can also be a lot more versatile in a lot of ways because you can get vests that have um, the hydration bladder that you carry on your back and then pockets big enough for flasks. And then you can use those flasks and carry them in your hands. So then it can be like your all in one system as well. Nice. Because you have a, so what about, because a lot of people, especially when you end up going longer, sometimes you want, two different drinks, right? You get all high maintenance and you're like, well, I'm going to need my electrolytes, but then I just want some plain water too. So then the vest is really handy. Why? Yeah. So yeah. So that is where having a, the flasks and the hydration bladder come in really, really handy because you can have the, you know, liter and a half of water on your back and then flasks on your front. But if you don't need all of that water and all of that other whatever mix hydration mix that you have you can have you know 20 ounces of water in one flask and 20 ounces of noon endurance tailwind whatever in the other flask yeah yeah i did the uh grand canyon a couple years ago and that's what we did i put noon kona cola which is back i'm so excited yes. yes uh in my bladder and then i had um a handheld that just had plain water which we refilled along the way too so um 
So yeah, so talk a little bit about, I ended up having um, a, a vest from Ultimate Direction, which was a men's vest, which was fine for me because I'm, you know, pretty tall and I have very little cleavage, but I realized that I am not uh, the typical mother runner. So if you have a little bit bigger chest or you're not over, <laughs> you're not gigantic tall, let's talk about what women's vests seem to fit people well based on your experience with clients in the store. So the women's vests are really made for people with curves. They have very adjustable strap systems. So the straps can be moved up or down depending on the size of your bust. Nobody likes that I know of to have a strap smashing down their boobs for 15 miles, five miles, two miles. And that's, yeah. even me, <laughs> I mean, even though I don't have much boobs, much boobs, is that, is that the right, uh, I don't know. That's not good grammar. But it's, it um, is today. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but we don't like, yeah, you just don't want to, you don't want the smash strap, smash, a strap smash. That's no fun. Yeah. Um, so the strap's really adjustable and you can get the, if there's two, if it's a system that has two straps, then the top strap can be adjusted tighter than the bottom strap. And if it's going over the top of your bust, that's really important because you want that one to be not quite as snug as the bottom one because that area might be larger and it's just, it's made to fit women's curves, which are lovely and everybody's got curves and we just want stuff to fit up. Yeah. And you want, you want to be comfortable, right? Because it's, I mean, it's not when you get the right vest on um, and we'll talk about belt fit in a minute, but when you get the right vest on and it fits you well, like, of course, yeah, you feel it sloshing around in your back a little bit, but you don't, it doesn't move up and down with you. Like it doesn't, or it doesn't move, I guess, independent of you. It moves up and down with you. It's like a, it's just like wearing a shell, right? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. You have a couple uh, recommendations. Like you like a Nathan, the Nathan Vapor Howe, is that right? Yeah. The Nathan Vapor Howe um, is a great system. So you can get one that comes with the two flasks or it comes with a bladder. And um, those both have room for one of it or the other, depending on which system you start with. Um, and the price point is like either 135 or 165, depending on which system you start with. And Camelback has an equivalent. It's the women's circuit vest that it comes with a 50 ounce bladder with pockets that are big enough for flasks. Both of those systems, the Nathan Vapor Howe and the Camelback Circuit Vest, um, with the flask that those come with, you can buy the flask separately as handhelds, and then you can just take the handheld strap part off and just slip them right into the pockets of the vest, which I think is just awesome, because then you have all the parts for short runs, long runs, medium long runs, super long runs. Yeah, it's like those, um, oh gosh, what were those? Uh those clothes called out. Uh, did you have it? They were like units or something like that growing up. Did you have that at the mall? I can't remember the name of it, but you got like the shirt that with, with the pants that went with the belt and then you could switch out the shirt and you could switch out the belt. And I don't know, you know, it's like mix and match outfits, but yeah, definitely um, stay in the same family. So if you buy Nathan products, stay with the Nathan products. If you buy Camelback, Ultimate Direction, stay in that because the flasks will all interchange and fit nicely into the pockets of the vest if you end up using that. Um, it should be said the Vapor Howe is the, is the most expensive vest that we recommend at um, 
over $100, but there are um, plenty of options under $100 as well. The fit is a little bit, you know, this is the hard part. Um, you know, you want to be able to try it on. They, they do come in like small, medium, medium, large, I think. Don't they come in sizes? So you can spend some yeah. time measuring yourself on the website. Yeah, so the um, Nathan website has a very detailed um, explanation of how to measure yourself. You just take two measurements and you go as close as you can to those measurements. And if your local running store is open and they do carry those, get in there and try on as many packs as you can and use stuff in the store like their nutrition and kind of load it up and put it in the pockets and see what works for you. And, you know, cause you may not like the pockets on the front. You may want a more simple system with fewer pockets. Um, cause it just might not be comfortable if you have a larger bust, if your boobs are like a size F to put more things on top of that. Yeah. And while I'm thinking about it, when you go in and try them on, make sure you are wearing your sports bra and whatever regular layers you usually wear. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. And we do, I do like, I really liked having on my hip belt things that zipped, right? Having a pow, first of all, a pocket in the back that was like zipped, good for a key, like under the hydration bladder, like it was not going to get lost no matter what. Like if I pulled out a goo packet and the key goes flying down the Grand Canyon, that's not going to happen. But then having some zipped pockets also on the sides, on the hip belt, so you can have it for your chapstick and stuff like that, or money, credit yep. card stuff. Yeah. Great. Okay. So- belts. So if you are going to go for a belt, um, the fit is an issue. And um, that was an issue for one listener. Anae was looking for the best hydration belt for small waist, but wider hips and a rear end. Um, so does Anae, do they make those or is it just maybe the way she's wearing it, Cynthia? It could be the way that she's wearing it. When you look at the pictures of a lot, like the stock photos of people wearing hydration belts, they're going to be around their hips and low and kind of looking cute like a regular belt. (laughs) That's a recipe for disaster. Jack that sucker up around your natural waist where that natural nice curve is, and you are not going to get sloshing like out of the water bottles and you will get a lot less chafing if zero chafing at all from stuff moving around. And that and that belt is not going to shimmy up your waist because it's already at the smallest part of your waist. Yeah, that's really important. I think that people get a little vain, right? And they're like, oh, I don't want it around my waist. But the reality is, is that's where it's supposed to go. Um, I remember when I did Ironman a long time ago, um, I was borrowing one of my friend's race belt. So elastic, super easy to move up and down and just had my race number on it. So I wasn't carrying hydration around my waist. But the first lap of the run, I had it around my waist. And then I noticed all the other kids and I'm like, oh, all the cool kids are like, have it down around their hips, you know? So I moved mine down for the second one. So I could like look like a cool kid, knew what I was doing when I crossed the finish line. But yeah, you're right. It has to be up high. Um, so, and a, that's really going to make the difference. And then again, it's an idea. It's the thing. It's the tenet of trying a couple on and seeing what feels best to you. Right. Yeah. And I have actually found that with a lot of the customers that if they do have wider hips and rears that going for a single bottle um, system that has 17 or 18 ounce water bottle in it, it's going to lay at an angle on their back or kind of off center a little bit. And that's going to keep the bottles off of their sides, even up higher, like just that little bit of an angle down, the bottles can still kind of get out of whack a little bit. Um, but still trying on different systems, the single and the double bottle belt systems. 
and see what looks good for you. Okay. One of the best parts of our AMR gig is talking to runners across the country and beyond. Dimity and I have talked to so many women, whether in person or on podcasts, and it pains us when we talk with injured runners or someone who's struggling. We love to offer solutions, whether advice or product recommendations. So let us introduce you to Curex insoles, which we think of as the final step to better running. Curex is the leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support. We know there are a lot of add-to-your-shoe options, yet insoles shouldn't just be cushioning and shouldn't also be stiff like a custom orthotic. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex insoles are flexible support with just the right level of rigidity. They have a thin, low profile, yet still deliver maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. Dimity and I both have high arches and our feet, knees, hips, and backs thank us for adding Curex insoles to our shoes. Earlier this year, before I started training for what was supposed to be my 15th marathon, I really worried whether my aging body would be able to handle the mileage and volume of training. I was delighted it could, and I give credit to Curex for carrying me through. Try Curex risk-free today. The company offers a 60-day warranty, even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S with code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex.us. Nice, nice. Okay, um, all right, let's move on to clothing. Um, Amy, uh, she's, she's looking for shirts and bras that are best for a very sweaty runner. She's got a, a couple questions, so I'll read it all, and then we'll go back to each part. So first, shirts and bras for a very sweaty runner. She says, the chafing has been out of control this summer, especially with my heart rate monitor and bra strap and underarm chafing. So first, let's just start, let's just tackle the fabrics and choices first of her tops. So shirts and bras, what are we looking for to make sure that um, she can minimize chafing? Um, so let's start with the layer closest to your skin, your bra. Make sure that your bra is the correct size. Um, let, go back, listen to the podcast that you guys had two months ago about bra sizes and everything, I think it was, that is going to just blow your mind about your bra size. But if your bra size is not correct, that bra is going to be moving around a lot and that movement is going to cause chafing. Um, making sure that it is good moisture wicking material because if that moisture is not getting sucked away from your skin, that's just going to create a nice environment for chafing as well. I did see a tip on the Facebook page about wearing the bra inside out. Um, that could work really well because a lot of times the way the bras are not as much now, um, but many bras can be constructed. So they've got just tiny little seams that could be irritated. I would be concerned about it not wicking moisture as well, because usually the top moisture wicking layers are closest to your skin, but it's worth a try. Worth a try. I like that idea. I like the innovation of it. Um, yeah. Okay, then let's talk about um, the tank top that goes underneath it, or, or underneath it, oh my gosh, I'm making up words left and right here, um, that goes over it, a shirt or a tank top, and which do you think is better, actually, because I think sometimes we think, oh, let's just let as much skin show as possible, but maybe a, a short sleeve doesn't have as many seams, or what do you think? Yeah, so it could be if the chafing is like on your arms, it could be chafing from the seam of that tank top. So try a short sleeve shirt and with a sleeve that comes down just a little bit past, you know, 
if you have like a little meatier arm because you're super buff or you know you've been working out a lot then you're gonna have a little bit more to rub along your side there so trying short sleeve shirt is going to make the shirt rub against itself instead of your arm against the shirt that's a good idea and then there's just a ton of lightweight fabrics out there i mean you just want to look like for words like lightweight featherweight um i don't know i know wazell has some nike has one called the breathe tank that sounds almost ethereal right yeah yeah um anything that says it's a cotton blend or one percent cotton five percent cotton run far away from that cotton is rotten for anything running you don't want cotton anywhere on your body super comfortable to hang out in have for pajamas, whatever, but that is going to hold on to moisture and keep it next to your body. You want moisture far away from your body when you're running. All right. I like it. So, so we've, we've figured out her bra. We got Amy, we've got your bra down. We might have it inside out, but we definitely know it's fitting well. We've got a nice lightweight, probably short sleeve shirt on. So now we're going to tackle her heart rate monitor who is, she's getting chafing from that. So what can we do with that situation, Cynthia? Okay. So if the chafing is from the heart rate, strap itself it could be it's not fitting quite right just adjust that a little bit could be she just needs to put a little bit of lube on squirrel nut butter body glide tri tri slide spray something like that or it could be from the little part of the strap that is right underneath the heart rate sensor um, and you just need that, and that makes the strap flip up and just cause a little irritating place. Get a, this tip is from DC Rainmaker. If you've never been to his website, awesome tech, figure out how to use all your gadgets website. A water resistant bandaid, wrap it around the strap near that transmitter pod, and that's going to help prevent uh, chafing right there at that spot. Nice. I've also heard um, KT tape along underneath your chest as well, which is also. Mm -hmm to have for athletes right to keep to, to lay on your skin i don't know about ripping it off after <laughs> the run <laughs> might yeah. be a little painful but um but i have seen that quite a bit so that's another thing to try um okay and then let's just talk about chafing in general um different things that might work for different parts of your body so let's just put it out here right away sometimes your lady parts chafe right depending upon what shorts are doing depending upon if you're swollen, like whatever, um, your time of month. So what happens if you are feeling like you're getting some chafing in your vajayjay? <laughs> so my BRF Lisa swears by butt cream, like desitin, Boudreaux's butt paste, and that is when she's commando. When she's not commando, she's fine. But for some reason, commando creates all sorts of chafing situations. So she lets me know she's like i've got the butt cream on today <laughs> <laughs> got some desitin going so that's good for the the nether regions um so some other ones that you um researched and sounded good obviously body glide is a tried and true favorite for many people you love squirrel nut butter what can you tell us about that why you like it so much uh, squirrel nut butter is all natural and they even have a vegan formula as well. So, which I think is really cool because I feel like with a lot of the products that are made for anti-chafing, you can find things that maybe somebody who likes to have completely all natural things, they're 
really into the environment and want a vegan product, they're not going to be able to find that. So squirrel nut butter does have a vegan product. Um, I, it kind of has like a nice pleasant little smell to it. To me, it goes on a lot easier, lasts a whole lot longer than anything else that I have personally tried. It works great for me and that's what I like. And you can literally put that anywhere on your body, anywhere. Anywhere emphasize anywhere. Um, and I've been, uh, I've been riding my bike a lot, as you guys probably know. And I finally did some research on chamois butter for women, um, because I was having some issues with the one that Grant and I were sharing, um, as in not sharing, like, it's not like a body glide stick, it comes out of a tube. So, you know, you <laughs> put it in your hands, you put it on the chamois. So it's not that kind of sharing. But, um, but I found after digging around hoo-ha ride glide, which is exactly what it sounds like, hoo-ha, H-O-O-H-A, ride glide, is also all natural and it's got some like essential oils. I feel like it might have been lavender in it. I should have brought the tube down here, but I give it major thumbs up for, um, for chamois um, in biking. And it also came up uh, on a chafing post on our Facebook page page. Um, so if that's something that you want, if you want like a multi, if you're a triathlete or want to, you know, cross, cross divisions um, and come over to the wheelie side, try some hoo-ha ride glide. And then this other one that you found, which I hadn't heard about, but got great raves was, it's called Mega Babe for boob chafing. Yeah. So they have like the stick. It's, I forget what it's called, like thigh rescue. I looked it up. Uh, I looked it up because I wanted to see what it was. It's called thigh rescue. So it's actually for your, your thighs, but it's more of a beauty brand. Like they make stuff to kind of help with sweat and that kind of thing. But their thigh rescue seems to do really well with uh, runner's chest rescue, huh? Yeah. So, but they also have like a bust dust or something, <laughs> and, but like, People on the Facebook page seem to love it and rave about it. And I saw it at either Ulta or Target or something. I don't know, but I was just amazed. It's like, oh, this is a real thing. <laughs> so we'll, we'll link to a bunch of these products, just so you know, in the show notes. So you'll be able to see what these products are. You can click on, click on the links, that kind of thing, if you want to go right to it. Um, and then uh, let's just go down because we've got Lisa, I mean, Amy outfitted, you know, we've got her heart rate uh, strap fixed. We've got all of her chafing fixed. So she didn't mention shorts, but we did have some questions about shorts. And so I wanted to just talk about the best shorts that get, that minimize chub rub. So we could use the thigh rescue, of course, for Mega Bay. But what about when I'm picking a style of shorts, what am I looking for to make sure that I don't have my legs talking to each other the whole run? I am going to say it again. Cotton is rotten. Um, several people raved about different off brands on Amazon, but if you were specifically looking for preventing leg chafing, make sure that you were going to get shorts that go below the thickest part of your thigh so that the shorts don't ride up. Baggy shorts are bad for running, but having loose fitting shorts is okay. So when you think of baggy, think of like basketball players. You don't want those for running. That's just too much material moving around. Having loose fitting shorts, just like a little bit of airy breathing room is okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they also, if you have too much material, then you get that nice like crotch, what are we, crotch gathering situation, right? Where <laughs> crotch is basically eating your shorts. It always shows up in race pictures. It's always a nice look. Um, so yeah, and people are really loving like longer kind of compression shorts too, which obviously then follow the tip of getting the shorts that come past the thickest part of your thigh. So 
talk about compression shorts and, and which ones you like. Um, I actually have not been wearing like just straight compression shorts. I have really been digging like a two in one style of compression shorts with a skirt that has been because then I look cute when I run because I don't look cute any other time chasing kids around and shuttling them everywhere. Um, for your run in a skirt but yeah those compression shorts in the bottom make a difference right and you know oh, yeah having a pair of shorts that stays right that doesn't also come up because compression shorts can also inch up your thighs over time and then that's no good either right right yeah but um wazelle lululemon brooks like all of pretty much all of the athletic brands that make women's clothes have some sort of either two-in-one or like compression style short now because they've realized, oh, that's what women runners want to wear. Not the like little Daisy Dukes. They don't want their legs to rub together all the time. They don't want to wear this, the volleyball shorts. Those are, that's, that's how, that's the volleyball shorts are, uh, that's a look. Yeah. What do we call it? Bun huggers? Something like that. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Um, Lisa, Lisa is looking for sunscreen that doesn't tear when sweat. Um, oh, that doesn't. Okay, she basically gets blinded by her sunscreen. Um, blinding burn. She's looking for sunscreen so blinded burning agony does not happen. So, yes, the sunscreen is important. Even if you don't reapply during your run, we want to have you put it on prior to a run. What do, What do you like for sunscreen, Cynthia? So what I like to do is wear a hat or a visor or like a buff folded up into a headband. And then I skip the sunscreen above my eyebrows, put chapstick, like plain, thick, boring chapstick on my eyebrows to divert the sweat away and then put sunscreen on below my eyes and then my sunglasses. And that prevents anything from getting in my eyes and burning them. There you go. So let's just go over that one more time because that is some seriously good advice. I'd never heard this one. Putting um, just the plain old black, you know, chapstick, or I imagine Vaseline might even work um, in your- Oh, not Vaseline. Not Vaseline, just kidding. Okay, I'm trying to like ad lib and that doesn't work. Okay, sorry, gear lady. <laughs> Vaseline's gonna melt into your eyes. Yes, it is. Okay, all right. So we're just looking for the plain old, the black, the good old, like the kind my dad used to use, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The the traditional black chapstick in your eyebrows. Okay. So yep. that gives you a little wax barrier and then balls down from your sunscreen. So do not put it on your forehead. Instead, you're going to wear a hat or a visor or a bike helmet and some sunglasses. And that's going to keep you covered and protected, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. And it's been working well for me for 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. The other thing you have 15. to do is not... Um, Wiping your eyes or not wiping your face with like the back of your forearm or the front of your forearm, you know, like sometimes you get used to doing that when you take a break or stop for water or something like that. And you kind of wick this or try to whisk the sweat away. Take the, take the bottom of your shirt hem and use that instead of your, your own skin. Cause that will keep the sunscreen off of you. I've also been wearing a buff, uh, every other time kind of, which I realize is probably not helpful when I go cycling. Um, and sometimes I do get sunscreen in my eyes on a harder effort and I'll just pull the buff up, um, when I'm, when I'm stopped, <laughs> not while I'm like zooming downhill and, um, wipe that out of my eyes. Um, that feels good. So, um, I, I personally, I think sunscreen's a pretty personal choice. Like we just do the plain old banana boat. Um, what do you like to use? Um, I really like the Neutrogena Ultra Sheer Dry Touch. I'd, it doesn't make my face break out. 
it's been really great for me. That's what I like. Nice. And then some people, they talked about, I don't know, is it ISDIN? Fusion Water SPF 50, um, I-S-D-I-N. We will um, definitely link to it. Um, but somebody's son is a skin cancer surgeon and that's, um, or he works for a skin cancer surgeon and that what he, that's what he recommends to patients. It's way better on the eyes than other sunscreen I use. Not 100% tear-free, but pretty darn good, says this person. So we'll make sure to link to that one as well. Um, okay, so let's work our way up. Now, we, now let's go to hats, hats and visors. When do I wear a hat? When do I wear a visor? Is that just is there any rule to that? I mean, we can make a rule for everything, right? <laughs> yeah, you can make a rule for everything if you wanted, I guess. Um, there's no rules, but I usually wear a visor when it is not going to be super, super hot, which kind of sounds like opposite. But if the sun is going to be beating down, but I also have dark hair. And so super sun and dark hair just means that my head turns into an oven. Um, and I like to have a hat to just kind of cover up and give me a little bit more shade for yeah. that. Well, and you also have to worry about your parts too getting burned. So um, I would say I, I think a hat is the way to go, um, especially because if you do have water fountains open or you have a place, you know, you run by a sprinkler or you see a hose or whatever, you could also just wet your hat down. Wetting a visor mm -hmm. isn't going to do much. Like that's like, you know, putting a Band-Aid on a, on a gash, you know, it doesn't quite work. Um, so, so that's good. But then we've got a couple women um, who, like Laura, who have a small head, like a kid's hat is too small for them, but most unisex hats are too big. So kind of some, she's looking for lady specific versions, um, especially for a smaller head. What, what do you got? Yeah. So Nike actually has a great little hat. It's called the Aerobill Tailwind hat. It's like 28 bucks. They come in a million different colors. Pretty much every single running store I have ever been in carries that hat. Um, Wazelle's got a hat. And of course, AMR has some women's specific hats too, in case you haven't been on their website. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're, obviously the key is having the adjustable back, right? Yep. Yeah, because then you can just crank it right on down. But looking for a women's specific hat, if you have a smaller head, is going to be the key, the way to go. Absolutely. Okay, so this has been really helpful and really fun. And I'm kind of, you know, wanting to pull out my hydration pack and put my bra on inside out and maybe go put a Band-Aid over my heart rate monitor and pull out my hoo-ha glide. But we live in these times where wearing a mask, you know, you may do it when you run, you may not. And we're not going to get into whether or not you need to. It's really dependent upon where you live and your own personal preference. But if you do decide to wear a mask when you run, what do you think, um, Cynthia, are the best ones that give you the most breathability and make you feel most comfortable? I'm going to go back to cotton is rotten. Again, because you're wearing this when you're working out, you still want to pull that moisture away from your skin. Um, and you can look at like the research of like the germs and everything and moisture and come to your own conclusions with that. But the fact is, if you've got that moisture next to your skin, it's just not going to be good for your skin. So you just want to pull it away. Um, my favorite are the buffs just because buff has been making the buff company has been making buffs for a really long time. I actually have several for winter and I have a few lighter weight ones. So I'll slip those on a little bit now. Um, but they have been making buffs that you can breathe through for 
years. And you can use them as a hat, you can use them as a headband, use them as a full balaclava, everything. Um, Wazelle, Under Armour, Adidas, Athleta, they all have um, like tech fabric masks now. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I would, another plus one for the buff. Like I said, I wear it sometimes on a ride. Um, it's nice because um, you do have that protection if you are, you know, maybe you don't see a ton of people out on your run, but you want to, but you might see a handful and you can just pull it up when you pass them um, and then take it back down and use it to wipe, wipe your eyes when you get a little sunscreen in them. So that's right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, so Cynthia, it's Monday. What, what do you have planned running wise for this week? Um, let's see. Well, I'm kind of playing it fast and loose with my running and Lisa and I have been running together this whole COVID thing. So we just kind of get together and be like, okay, we'll go for 45 minutes. We'll walk. We'll just do whatever. <laughs> but many happy miles has the bike thing this month. So maybe we'll jump into that. I think you should get on your wheels, man. Get on your wheels. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some hoo-ha glide. <laughs> I know, and then I get to use hoo-ha glide. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, Cynthia, thank you so much. This was really, really helpful. Um, and like I said, if you're like, oh wait, what was the name of that one pack or that one pair of shorts she mentioned? Um, we'll put them in the show notes uh, so you can check them out there. And we look forward to having you back to talk uh, shoes and phone carriers and lots of other things. Yes, I will be back. Shoes, let's talk about shoes. Okay, let's, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. Bye.